0: Well, it was April Fool's Day on the weekend, and sure enough, there were a ton of people trying to prank others on social media. And from what I saw, some of them were actually uh, pretty good. And yes, some people fell for the jokes. And in some cases, you know, people that you think might have known better or should have maybe known better, which got us thinking about the idea of gullibility how gullible are we? Is there something in our human psychology that makes us more susceptible to falling prey to these kinds of jokes and pranks? So we thought let's go to the experts on this, right? Jeff Hancock joins us now, founding director of the Stanford Social Media Lab and the Harry and Norman Chandler Professor of Communication at Stanford University. Jeff, thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you and good morning.
0: Is this a busy time for you, like busy time of year for you talking about gullibility?
1: Absolutely. April 1st brings out the the best of the gullibility for sure. That and uh, Valentine's Day and romance scams, of course. Those two are pretty busy times.
0: I can imagine. All right. Well, let's talk about this. So is there, no matter how smart you are, no matter how smart you think you are, are we still susceptible to falling prey to some kind of prank?
1: It's so easy to blame other people and, and call others gullible when they get tricked. But we all do. You know, even me, April 1st, my best friend, Mike Woodworth, he said he was in uh, in the hospital because he had so much snot in his nose he had to go and have a like a procedure done. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's terrible. He's like, ha ha, April first, and you know, so even I, somebody that studies deception, uh, can can be duped, and it comes from actually a really important psychological uh, phenomenon called the truth bias. That is that we believe people by default unless there's some reason to not suspect somebody, and uh, it's what trust is based on, and it's why living in Canada or the U.S. can be so great because most of the time we're not being tricked or duped. And so trusting others as a default is the right thing to do.
0: Okay, so that's just a built-in thing in our psychology, right? Is it we are just naturally trusting people?
1: Yeah, deep down, you know, a lot of people, scientists would argue that the reason or the way we evolved language, uh, it requires that you believe the other person, at least at first. So this idea of a cooperative partner. And so for us to use language the way humans do, you need this truth bias.
0: Hmm. Okay. So it doesn't, does it have anything to do with our personality types? Like are certain personality types less likely to be scammed or susceptible?
1: Yeah, there are some personality types that are more uh, suspicious and sometimes that's, that comes from the job they're in. So if you're a cop or a lawyer, um, you know, you may be more suspicious in general because you've seen how actually people do lie. Um, And then there are some um, sort of situations that make you more gullible. So if you're feeling really lonely, perhaps you've gone through a divorce or lost a loved one, then you might be more vulnerable to these kind of romance uh, scams where people are trying to trick you into falling in love. And so it's sometimes kind of person, but it's often the situation the person's
0: in. You actually mentioned uh, language. How much of a role does saying the right thing or language play in us being able to be tricked? Like, does that trigger something when we hear certain words?
1: Yeah, there's definitely, you know, especially when we're getting, talking about criminals and these scams, they're practicing their language all the time. One of the ones that targets older adults um, will say, hey, it's your, uh, you know, granddaughter or grandson, you know, Mark. I'm in London and I have lost my wallet and I need money. And so using, you know, sort of words or concepts that would be unusual, that like a criminal wouldn't know those that can sometimes trigger it another one that criminals use a lot is time so they really make it seem like it's urgent like you got to do this now if we don't do it right now then you know bad things happen or you're not going to get this good thing and so yeah they're very practiced at at figuring out what is the most persuasive uh, language to use to get you to do something
0: and are all of those things just kind of built into us or can we build resistance to that
1: we can definitely build resilience. And so knowing some of these main persuasion uh, techniques is important. So I've mentioned time. That's, uh, that's a really important one. Another one is, um, you know, if it's coming from a friend or somebody that you actually know, you're a lot less uh, likely to be, um, you know, duped or tricked, you know, outside of April Fool's, of course. But if it's coming from somebody that you don't know, uh, on the Internet especially, then you should be suspicious. You, sh- you shouldn't have that truth bias. But we just want to like friends. people,
0: Jeff. We just, right? We yeah. want to like them. We want to believe they are good. Why? is that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes I, I against, I feel like, our protective mode.
1: Well, if you, if you watch any of the, the Last of Us, right, they're in a, in a world where it's falling apart and you really can't trust other people. And there's other countries where that sort of level of trust isn't there. Russia and Brazil have a lot of corruption in the government. And so there's a lot less trust than, say, in Canada or the U.S., and life is harder. There's a reason that our economies do so well is because we normally can trust each other to do the right thing. And if things go wrong, if somebody wrongs us, the mm. um, the legal system can come in and punish them.
0: So that okay brings up another question then. So when times are good economically, are we more trusting? And if times are bad, are we less trusting?
1: Yeah, there's really good evidence of that. And, and over time, as you know, we go into recessions, people trust less. They're a little bit more... Scared about, about risk and, and losing things. And then when things are good, we're more generous, we're a little less worried. And so it's one reason why the economy is linked to our moods and our, our, our way of getting through the day, even though GDP, you know, doesn't really matter personally to me, but it does affect our trust.
0: So should we, people often feel bad, right? Like after they get tricked or pranked, they're always saying, oh man, how did I fall for that? But is it really their fault?
1: It's, you know, most of the time it's not. People, when they get duped, especially if they've given money or, or, or lost something important to them, they're almost too embarrassed. And that's actually become a real problem is these criminals know that when someone gets duped and they've, they've taken money, they're less likely to report it. And then, of course, the criminals less likely to get caught. So if you are duped and if you've lost money, no A, you're not alone. It's a billion-dollar industry, at least down here in the United States. Second, report it. Get get the word out. It helps not only you. The sooner you do it, the the warmer the trail is. But also helps other people because you can maybe uh, get this guy and prevent him from harming someone else.
0: You know, I guess when it comes back to April Fool's Day, then do we want to believe the ones that we like, perhaps, or something that appeals to us?
1: Well, as one of my friends who is a a guard in a maximum security prison, you know, if it feels it feels too good to be true, it's probably not true. And if something doesn't feel right, it's definitely not right.
0: Yeah, but okay, we know that though, Jeff. There's a, It's a saying for a reason, right? And yet yeah, we yeah. still, we only, th- we say it after we've realized that we were wrong.
1: Right. And I think when people are, you know, this could be criminals, but it can also be sort of fraudsters that are just trying to trick you. They know all these techniques as well. And so that's what they're really looking for. People that are, say, you know, feeling lonely. Another really common one is if you're feeling cash-strapped, right? So you're feeling like you don't have enough money. That's when you're going to be most vulnerable to ones that it's like, hey, give me this little bit of money. We'll put it in crypto and you'll make a bunch more money. That's when people are the most vulnerable. So I think also being aware of the things that you're worried about. Once you know what that is, then you can be a little bit more resilient so that when someone tries to trick you using that vulnerability, you'll hopefully be a little bit more aware.
0: Oh, that is so true. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for that. My pleasure as always. That was fascinating. Jeff Hancock is a founding director of the Stanford Social Media Lab and the Harry and Norman Chandler Professor of Communication at Stanford University talking about gullibility. It's so true, though, like especially when it comes to being fooled on something like April Fool's Day. It also has to do with the people perhaps that we know who know our vulnerabilities. And I was thinking about one that you maybe have seen over the weekend, but Sarah Pauly, the Canadian filmmaker who just won an Academy Award, right, for Best Adapted Screenplay, amazing achievement. Uh, She was pranked big time by her 11-year-old daughter on April Fool's Day. Her daughter wrote a letter to her, uh, supposedly from the Academy, telling her that a mistake had been made, and they were going to have to take back her Academy Award, that instead they were going to be giving it to the adapted screenplay for All Quiet on the Western Front, and that they apologized, and they hadn't wanted to, you know, make a big fuss about it earlier. They were trying to do it on the down low because they didn't want another Moonlight La La Land situation. And I guess they even did it with the letter, she did it, this 11-year-old, very clever, with the letterhead, had the name, the fake signature, the whole thing. And Sarah Pauly, for a hot minute, fell for it until, you know, her daughter was probably laughing hysterically at it. And again, her daughter would have known her vulnerability on that one, right? How incredibly proud she was, perhaps, of winning that Academy Award, and her daughter went for it with that one. So, yeah, maybe it's the ones we love sometimes who are the ones who are um, easiest to fool us. That's the one that works, right? Uh, if you want to weigh in, simmy at cknw.com.